1: Our number two on a Saturday morning get-together here on 94 WIP. Jody Mack in for Glenn Mack now. Uh, Mike Sielski by my side. Yes, we're talking mostly Phillies after the Game 1 victory in the World Series last night. But tomorrow afternoon, by day in the World Series... The bye week team returns to action. That would be the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles here to give us his read on if they'll hit the ground running. Now that the bye is in our rearview mirror, is the guy who covers them day in and day out for NBC Sports Philly, and with us here on ninety four WIP, Mr. Ruben Frank. How was your bye week, Ruben?
2: Yeah, my bye week was was great. I got COVID, and uh, you know, spent the spent the off day uh, off days uh, dealing with that. So. Uh, pretty good timing there. Didn't miss any games. Good to (laughs) go tomorrow.
1: That that's a good attitude out of you. Got COVID, but I'm good because I didn't miss any time at work. That's a very good attitude, Mister Frank. (laughs) All right, uh, Eagles' bye week comes after week six, and they're six and zero. Good timing, bad timing. Probably good for Lane Johnson, but just overall, did the bye serve the Eagles justice?
2: Yeah, I think it's actually pretty good timing because you know you think about it; it's only six games, but. You know, you're talking about training camp, and they've been going since uh, the end of July. So we're sitting here at the end of October. Uh, so I think it's pretty good timing. You look at the injury list, and uh, there's nobody on it. I mean, they're they're literally completely healthy going into uh, into week eight. So that's a pretty good place to be. I mean, I guess having it a couple weeks later. Uh, might have been might have been nice, but yeah, you get Lane back, he's, he's ready to go, and um, yeah, physically, health-wise, and you don't hear anybody complaining about those short training camp practices when they're completely <laughs> healthy in Week 8. Yeah.
0: Rube, uh, Jody and I were batting a question around earlier in the show about when the Eagles actually might lose a game. Now, this is the NFL. There's a lot of parity. Obviously, they could lose any game. That's the nature yeah. of the league now, but... You look at their upcoming schedule, Steelers at home, Texans on the road, Washington at home, Colts in Indianapolis, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a game that you see on their schedule coming up that they wouldn't be favored in?
2: Well, I think the Bills game in the Super Bowl would... Wow! You well, know, <laughs> no, I mean, if they keep winning, I actually wrote a piece on this, kind of looked at their their last 11 opponents and and kind of handicapping, you know, the odds of losing one of those games. I mean, you look at the next four quarterbacks they're going to play, I think they have a combined 22 career wins, uh, and, you know, it, you know, and then you get Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, about to lose his fourth game in a row, and... Uh, So you know they they could they could lose any week, but I'll tell you what, if they take care of business, at least they're gonna they're gonna if if they lose one of these next four, I'll be really surprised. And you go, you have Green Bay coming in. They're not the Green Bay of old, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. But these next four, I'll tell you what, the the one game, I mean, Washington always gives them trouble. I think Heineke is a guy who he's not a great quarterback, but he's scrappy and he runs around and makes plays, and you know he's he's a little scary. Certainly scarier than the the. The guy, guy who replaced. preceded him. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think um, certainly you, you would have to go to, you know, the Giants and Cowboys games. Tennessee's, you know, they're really good. That, that's a tough game. You know, Houston, it's a short week on the road. You know, you're playing on a Thursday, but they're not going to lose to the Texans. So, uh, you know, the, the games that I'd be concerned about, really, the only game outside the division is Tennessee. I mean, that's the only game that really worries you. Uh, so, I mean, the Colts did at first, but, you know, because, I mean, Matt Ryan, you know, you're playing a Hall of Fame quarterback, but gosh, I mean, Sam Ellinger. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, it, you, you look at all the good quarterbacks they faced early last year, and it's like the opposite now, so uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting.
1: Night. Despite the Eagles not playing for the last 14 days, doesn't mean they weren't active. Howie Roseman surely was. Made an addition to the team with a trade. I'm going to give you the two opposite ends here. Robert Quinn, the missing piece who will deliver a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. Robert Quinn acquisition, complete overkill. Why did they? They're pretty damn good at defense, end, don't quite understand it, and used up draft pick capital to get him. It lands somewhere, the truth lands somewhere in the middle. Which is it closer to, Rube?
2: I think he'll help them. I, I, you know, he's a guy with eighteen and a half sacks last year. He was double teamed a lot this year. You know, you watch film of him, and he he's a guy that still has some juice. I think a little bit older, uh, but for a stopgap guy to to give you eleven games, twelve, thirteen, whatever it is, uh, I like the move. I think it's worth a fourth round pick. I mean, how he can, can conjure draft picks out of you know you know clear blue sky? I mean, he'll he'll hey, you need a fourth-round pick, we'll just, you know, we'll find one somewhere. So I'm not worried about the draft pick. You know, when you have you have the fourth pick overall, maybe next year, it kind of, you know, makes that a little easier to take. I think you have a chance to get, and look, they're not as good as they should be uh, on the edge. I mean, I, I, you know, they had nine sacks against Washington, but they've got one the last two games, and I just don't think they've really pressured the way they should be able to with Sweat and BG and you know the and, and Reddick. I mean, at times they have, but it, it hasn't been consistent. And you know that if, if you can pressure the quarterback, I mean, that's just it's such a huge thing. When when they don't, they're in trouble. And I, I I'm all for the move. Uh, I I don't think he's going to get you 10 sacks, but if he can just get you six and pressure the quarterback and add to the mix and and add to the rotation, then I think it was well worth it.
0: Rube, I was in the the locker room on Thursday and. A lot of the guys, a lot of the players were getting asked about the Phillies. Are you following the Phillies? What do you think of the Phillies? You know, Brandon Graham had been at one of the games of the League Championship Series, and so he was talking about that. You, you have been around the Eagles for a long time, and there have been situations and periods when the Phillies were doing well or another team in town was doing well, and you see situations like this where other, other teams get asked about it, and it's kind of in their faces, so to speak from what you've observed over the years is there a an effect you know are the eagles looking at the phillies do you think and saying okay you know we got to match that we we want some of that that juice um does it is it a factor at all
2: you know it's interesting i've never been on the radio with you mike we worked together for a lot of years i've known you for you know yeah many 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 years years. but when you ask me a question, it's like it's like I'm part of your column. Like your questions are like structured, <laughs> and you know it's it's really interesting dynamic. Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I I think it's 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 fun. It's a fun thing, and it's fun when you know two two teams or well, three teams in the city are doing really well. Um, so uh, I, I don't think there's any. Uh, this team is so focused on the next rep and the next snap and the next meeting and the next whatever it is that I, I just don't think any. I I think it, it makes for a good story maybe, but I don't think there's anything to that. And uh, you know, I, I mean, if they if they beat the Steelers, it's not because the the Phillies are are in the World Series. Uh, you know, I th- I think people like looking for connections there, but. You know, even Nick was asked about that, and you know mm-hmm. if if you're gonna use anything from uh you know what the Phillies are doing, and he's like, no, nah, I don't think so I don't think, <laughs> if, if i mean if the king of pandering isn't going to use it then wow you know, I, I just I don't I don't think there's anything there, but uh, it's certainly a really fun vibe in the city and uh, and it's really cool when when the teams support each other like they have and uh you know and you know you you see you see guys you see Eagles at the sixers games and you know, you see, you always see Phillies at the Eagles games, and I mean, it's just it's it's a really fun time right now. Uh, but like, but whether there's a connection, I don't really see that.
1: I like what my buddy John McMullen calls him, the Pander in Chief, uh, Nick Sirianni, with his ability to <laughs> throw on a Philly flyer, six out, whatever he needs to do to keep that connection going. But I'll I'll try here on the connection thing. We gave a lot of credit to Rob Thompson, surely we should, uh, because of the fact that he's got the Phillies as loose as they are, same mm-hmm. as Charlie Manuel did a decade and a half ago. That's a big job for a manager slash coach to do is make sure it's loose. Nick Randy Sirianni, was
2: really good at that. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: when in doubt, Rube makes a 6 reference. Um, uh, Nick Siriani does the same exact thing in the Eagle locker room, doesn't he, Rube?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's... I mean, he's, because he's himself, he's, he's genuine. Uh, I think if, if players will see right through you, if you're putting that on, if, if you're disingenuous about it, but I mean, it's who he is. He's like, a he, he reminds me of like a 15 a year old kid who plays like little league baseball and then has a basketball game and then goes and has a soccer game. And, you know, I mean, that's just, it's in his DNA. He's just a, a guy that loves sports and, and, uh, loves competing and it's contagious and, and I think it really brings his players closer to him because they they really share that sentiment they've grown up with it
0: so what's going to happen Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field Rube?
2: I, I think there's some really good matchups here for the Eagles and I, I think it's uh, you know Pittsburgh's past defense is terrible Uh, They've given up more big plays than any team in the NFL. They've given up 30 plays of 20 yards or more. Uh, It's something in the last few weeks the Eagles really haven't pushed the ball down the field. They really haven't needed to. Um, They've played it closer to the vest, but I think this is a game where they can really kind of stretch the field, get some plays down the field. Uh, Kenny Pickett has some talent. You can see it at times between the 20s, but in the red zone he's been terrible. I think they can pick him off a couple times. Uh, you know, especially if they pressure them, which I think they will. So I, I you know, I, I, we all do our predictions. We you never pick like thirty to thirteen when you you know it's always <laughs> like, like you know, I'm just going to cover myself here and I'll pick them to win, but just by eight. Uh, but I think this is a game that they can take command of and and hopefully actually build on a lead in in the second half, which they haven't been able to do. I, I think it's, you, know, you, you never know, but I think it's a game they can they can win by a couple touchdowns.
1: Right no, when the Eagles get to it's, seven, it's, it's, again
2: and, they should win by a couple touchdowns.
1: Fair enough. Uh, when they get to seven and zero after a victory over the Steelers tomorrow, as per Ruben Frank, and Jody McDonald, and Mike Sielski, you, you're predicting an Eagle victory, right? Mike? Yes, I am. Okay, yes, yeah. so they, they should two, win. Ruben's right;
0: they should win easily. All three
1: of us have them winning in relatively. easy. And
2: you know, it's a really interesting. I just, I just looked this up. He, Jalen Hurts is the, the fourth youngest quarterback in NFL history to start out a season six and zero. I thought that was pretty interesting. Behind uh, Dan Marino was a little younger, Uh, Dante Culpepper with the Vikings in 2000, and uh, Jared Goff with the Rams in 18. So that's an interesting little stat. Interesting. All
1: right. Uh, Interesting to me. No, I I live on. But that's okay. The Rube comments come. uh, The Rube uh, ten observations every week after the game. Uh, That may be one of them. He may be giving us a preview look here.
2: Um, And my Saturday uh, morning ten observations just posted at NBC Sports Philadelphia. So there you go. Go
1: there as soon as we get off the air. All right. But they they win and then we've got two more days till the trade deadline. And there are some rumors out there that Howie Roseman is still burning up the phones to try and add at least one more piece for this team. Running back, maybe a safety. Do they need a backup corner in case Slayer Bradbury gets down, uh goes down? What do you think Howie will or won't do? What should he do or not do?
2: The the funny thing is Howie does his due diligence on every single player that's available. That's why you hear all these rumors, you know, because the agents are trying to, you know, get their guys' uh, you know, value up and Howie is gonna call on every single guy, even if it's a super duper long shot. So you're gonna hear the Eagles come up whenever a player is is on the market. Uh that said, I think he's done. I, I think that um I, I think there's a lot that goes into bringing in a player into into a you know into your culture, and I think there's um, there's there's positives and negatives, and sometimes it's it's a it's a tough fit. I, I think they really like what they have. Uh, I, I think they're they've got pretty good depth at most positions, and I'd be surprised if he gives up another pick. And then you have guys like you know people you know can you trade Dillard? I mean I, I'm I don't want to go into a stretch run with Jack Driscoll, a left tackle, if if Jordan Mulata gets hurt and. You have, you have the luxury of having a pretty good backup left tackle. Same with Minshew. You can probably get a pretty good pick for Minshew. But, you know, if you have Super Bowl aspirations, you're not getting rid of depth. So uh, I think he's gone, but he surprised us before.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, Gardner-Mint, you one of the least tradable guys on the team. You, uh, Ian Book, I know Nick Foles took the Eagles to a Super Bowl, but Ian Book is no Nick Foles. But, uh, Ian Book looks
2: a- great in team stretch, though. I <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: Rube, always a pleasure. Enjoy watching the Phillies tonight. No, you will be. And then uh, go get them on uh, Sunday with another
0: Eagle win. All
2: right, guys. Sounds good. Thanks, Ruben.
1: Ruben, and Frank. Anytime.
2: We get
0: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?